0: is your host, Soul Flower Soul, and on today's episode, Love's Alchemy, we will discuss poly relationships, love, relationships that are on life support right now that desperately need our help. To keep up to date with what's coming up, follow me on Instagram at MyTruthOfficially. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let's get into it. Let's get straight into it. Truth doesn't need explanation. It either is, is, or it isn't, or it isn't, or it isn't, or it it isn't. isn't. So this week I want to talk about, as I said, I want to talk about polygamy. Uh, I've heard that come up in several conversations. I want to talk about love because love is my word for 2023 and I want to tell you what I learned so far I want to share with you what I've learned so far and lastly I want to talk about <laughs> the state of black love right I want to talk about the state of black love and some some audio that I've recently come across that I I, I can't even lie I'm disturbed I'm disturbed by it and i I pray that this isn't. <laughs> I pray that this isn't real. Like I, I, I pray that this is like, uh... yeah. I pray that this ain't real. So let's just get right into it. Thank y'all for being here. Let's go. No, I'm
1: very serious.
2: Really? Oh yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I, when I was younger, I couldn't because I didn't know who I was, mm-hmm. and I didn't understand the value and the purpose of a relationship. So when I was younger, I didn't do cheating. I didn't do cheating, but I could do polygamy. I could I could be one of other wives in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Really, right. I couldn't have done that when I was thirty or forty. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was I ended up marrying a man who was a polygamist. My second husband was came out of a polygamous relationship. And at that time, I thought, you know, you're cheating. And I still don't do cheating. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do that, it has to be an open conversation and agreement. But you sneaking around the corner with, you know, Chris uh-uh, no, no, I don't do cheating.
3: Mm-hmm. There's no black man on the earth. There's none in the history. There's none in the Bible. The Torah article one that had one woman and loved her his whole life i try to tell the fuckers let's deal with some reality. I'm not talking about fornication and adultery. I'm not talking about no man running around after a bunch of women just to have sex. I'm talking about that there are men that genuinely love one, two, or three women. Yes. Okay? And as long as they can take care of our emotional needs, which is all we are crying out for, then we'll accept that. We'll accept anything. If it'll let us be with a man and he'll take care and put his arm around us, we'll go for just about anything. And our men don't know that. You know, because that's what we want. We are so afraid that somebody gonna have better sex with him than we have. And it don't even matter. Whatever we bring to the party, that's what he accepts and enjoy. It's not based on that. There's no men lining up women talking about who he had the best sex with. Sex...
0: You know before I I get started like I am finally really wrapping my mind around this like I know young the younger generations now and even people in my generation it seems like we don't really have any value um or patience for our elders but I miss I miss my elders I miss my older um family members and the wisdom that they shared with me and like um they always put things into perspective for me they always made me think outside the box right and um they always made me think they always educated me for a future time right for a future time there was nothing that any one of them ever shared with me that maybe in the moment i was like what are you talking about but as i grow older get older um I'm able to apply the things that they told me, the lessons, the life lessons that they told me, and I miss them. I miss them, and I say this a lot. Among other things, um, this is one of the primary reasons that we are in the condition that we are in now, because we stop listening to our elders, and we don't have a relationship at all with our ancestors. we stopped listening to our elders and our ancestors and started emulating someone else and in the words of our dear brother Malcolm only a fool would allow his enemy to teach his children now let that like just wash all over you let that sink in right like if that don't touch you somewhere deep Go back and listen to that again. Ooh, child! If y'all know how many times I re-recorded this. First of all, this completely blew my mind, right? Completely. This, this, this conversation completely blew my mind. One, to hear Yana Van Zant say. Um, that she could now be a part of a polygamous um, marriage or a polygamy, polygamous lifestyle. Because that's what I like to call it, a lifestyle. Um, because in most states, like, it's not it's not legal anyway. Just kidding. It's not legal anyway. But, I mean, who's to say how many, you know, if people are participating in situations like this and everything is good, it, it is what it is. But for her to say that now, at this season of her life, she's 70, um, and it's unfortunate because I feel like, um, whereas, I-, I saw this with my-, my aunties, right? Like, they were older, and, you know, I saw their sadness. Like, they wanted to have companions Some not necessarily to be in relationships and to be hunching, as they call it, right? But to have companions, people to travel with, people to go do things with, go out to dinner. They wanted that, you know. And it's unfortunate, I'm not saying that all older, 60, 70 year old men are doing this, but there's a large majority, they're not looking for women that their age. I heard, I have heard older men, middle (laughs) aged men say. Don't nobody want no old ass woman? Well, you know, bruh. The same could be said to you. Nobody wants no old ass men. These women just want your, your pension check. That's it. That's all they want, okay? You smell like Ben Gay and Beans. But we don't openly say that kind of stuff. We don't openly say that kind of stuff because it's 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 hurtful. <laughs> it's hurtful. They're looking for younger women, right? And I don't think that men, not all, but some are really wrapping their mind around this whole concept because, A, you should be thinking that, hey, I'm getting older, right? I should settle down. I should be thinking about if something were to happen to me, if I have a stroke or I'm sick or I got the sugars, (laughs) I want somebody that can take care of me because let's be honest and no disrespect all, but a young sister, she going to be out of there, bro. She not finna stay around and, and, and wipe your ass and make sure that you eat, eat your food, uh, when you're supposed to. And I'm just saying, I was just saying, I talked to you guys a long time ago about all the older men that are in nursing homes and don't have nobody to come and see about them. Right, I talked to y'all about that before. So from Iana's standpoint, I can understand. And plus, like she said now, she knows who she she is as a woman. So um what someone else brings to the table does not take anything from her, right? And then the other elder, she spoke on, she spoke about this is not about sex, and that if most women Most women would go along with just about anything just to have a man in her life. I remember for a while, uh, women were saying this, a half a loaf of bread is better than no bread at all, right? So it's kind of that concept And, and keep it a thousand percent. It's a shortage of men. There is a shortage of men. And I can see how everybody benefits. I can see how the children benefit. I can see how the women benefit. I can see how the men would benefit. I mean, and in addition, we have to keep in mind, and I wonder if this is why this is coming up again, is because before we were colonized, this was our way of life. This was our lifestyle. It wasn't until we were colonized that we start trying to take on someone else's way, some other people's way of living. And no wonder nothing is working for us. It don't work. It doesn't work. Now that this is something that will work for me. Let me, let me say that because I know what I want. Which is probably what a lot of a lot of women want. Okay? But maybe that's something that don't. I'm not saying that it don't, but you know, maybe that's something that it don't exist. <laughs> According to this elder. She said in the history of of life, in the history of ever, there has not been one man who's only loved one woman. And there are men that love multiple women at the same time for different reasons. So now the grown-up me sees cheating and infidelity in a whole different way. Whole different way. But at the same time, just as there's people that can participate in these poly... Um, the poly lifestyle there's people that just want a companion and just want a partner right so I I thought it was excellent I thought it was absolutely positively an excellent conversation I I can see in a poly community where like my mama used to say that not every woman had um had that nurturing ability my mama called it mother wit every woman didn't have it right and i remember like my niece my nieces my cousins growing up they always wanted to be where my mom was like you know they always wanted to be at margie's house i'm gonna be at margie's house they wanted to be at her house um they wanted to be where she was and then getting older i was like oh it's because she nurtured, she loved on them and she nurtured them not not all of my aunts had that ability right but maybe they brought something else to the table but not everybody did I, I can say um, I felt safe in their presence I felt like oh it's okay I could just be a kid you know I could just play most of my aunts I felt like I had to be on guard and that's just the truth of what it is I felt like I had to protect myself from them so yeah but just think about in in this type of environment children could get what they need. You know, if say your mama just didn't have it cuz a lot of mamas don't got it. They could always be around another mama that did, right? Or say if a child was creative as heck and their mom wasn't creative, they could learn. It's kind of how I grew up. It's really how I grew up, right? I was raised by a community of people. Of course, you have your mom and you have your dad, and they're your primary influence and the people that you um that teach you the most maybe, but for me, I have to say it was the village, right? Because I learned so much from each and every single person by observing each and every single person whether they knew that they were teaching me or not that's why it's very important that we watch what we do in front of kids because they're sponges like kids are sponges they're picking up on everything that you say they're picking up on your how they felt by what you said they're picking up on all of it so that's why we have to be mindful in the presence of children but The point I'm trying to make is is that we absolutely have to have we had a community of people around us like say say for instance this is one thing that sticks out for me like my dad and my brother or they had a weird relationship my dad loved my brother my brother loved my dad but my dad was you know my dad didn't have any patience like one time he took us fishing and my brother um, got a hook caught in his butt and like It just, after that, the fishing, the fishing expedition was just over, but whereas it seems like my uncle Charles, he had more patience with us. Like when we, um, when we saw him, my brother's face would just light up and he would just run out the door. His feet wouldn't even touch the landing of the porch and he would jump off the porch into my uncle's, into my uncle's arms. My i had a takeaway from every single person in my life and this this is so real that from every single person in my life family aunties uncles friends of the family girlfriend i had um takeaways from every one of those people right and i and i would have to say that it's part of who i am right that how whether it was a conversation i overheard or just I have always been a people watcher. I watch and I observe people, right? And I wouldn't change anything from my childhood. I know a lot of people are like, oh, that was just so long ago. Um, but, and I, I was that way for a while too. However, to in order to know where you're going, you have to remember where you've been. And I had to go back and relive some like painful experiences, but... I did that in order for me to heal. Like, you cannot heal what you won't acknowledge. If you don't acknowledge things, you're never gonna heal from it. So, um, my cousins always say, oh, you were the one that was around the the adults. Like, they would let you be around them. Um, I won't say they let me be around them, but, you know, I was just crafty. (laughs) I was just crafty, right? But there should be a person in every there's a person in every family that is around that has been around that's privy to information, right? For such a time as this. So, we were learning whether we were learning how to really navigate through life. So you really do need a community. It's hard for one person to embody everything right no one person is going to embody everything although we all have so many gifts and so many talents but at no time are we using all of those gifts and all of those talents so you're learning from other people I'm I'm aspects of people the people in your life and we learn from all of them that's why it really truly truly does take a community And then I was just sitting here thinking about how when we got older, recently I saw a video where this, this lady was talking about how Gen X is kind of disrespectful. You know, they, they disrespectful to the baby boomers. Right. Um, and the lady was just saying like how baby boomers really were left to their own devices in a lot of cases. And I started thinking, I was like, dang, well maybe she's right a little bit because I remember when we used to not a little bit a lot when we used to leave the house right sometimes 10 11 o'clock in the morning and the only instruction we had only instruction we had was don't let them streetlights catch you outside the house that person on that corner don't go in their house for no reason don't take nothing from that person don't be at nobody's house um asking for anything that's what that was the only instruction that we really had right do you know how much can happen between 10 from 10 o'clock in the morning to the street lights come on? A whole lot of stuff can happen, right? So we we really raised ourselves. And so yes, I am grateful for Uncle Bobby. I absolutely am grateful for Uncle Bobby and others. So back in 2011, I used to watch that show. I think it was on the Fox network, um, single ladies with Lisa Ray, Stacey Dash, and some other people on that show. And there was an episode where one of the ladies that worked in the boutique, it was after Stacey Dash left, I, I believe, but after Stacy Dash left, there was one of the women that worked in the boutique that met a man and he was amazing. He was an amazing guy, right? and they kind of start liking each other but before they went any further he wanted to tell her the truth so he told her that he was a polygamist so basically what he did was just explain to her the situation what it was and what was in it for her because that's what it's all about what's in it for me right so I remember after watching that show uh me and some other friends and my nieces or whatever having a conversation about it and we were all saying that you know what I could do that I think I I could do that (laughs) but fast forward to now and my mindset now I don't think that's for me like I don't think that that's something that I could do but what's also funny is you know recording this podcast I it doesn't surprise me that back then I would have said something like that for this reason because I didn't even know what I wanted I didn't even know uh in situations some of the situations I didn't even I didn't even know what I wanted I I didn't even have the strength to walk away when I was being disrespected I didn't even have the strength to to say yo this don't work for me like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not happy. I don't want to be in this relationship. I didn't know how to end relationships with people. I did not. I did not. And even now, I struggle not not in relationships, but in familial situations where it, it, where um, boundaries are being crossed over and over and over again. I, I struggle with walking away right so one thing I've learned about this is that everything under the sun that happens is I don't care what you're saying I don't care it don't have to hurt it doesn't have to hurt learn the lesson learn the lesson but I said all that to say that so I could see why I would say some cuckoo crazy like that that I could be a part of something like that when I didn't even know who I was Right, I didn't know how, who I really was. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I disliked. I didn't know that it ain't. Hey, it ain't okay for people to treat you like that. Hey, it's not okay for people to talk to you like that. Hey, it's not okay for people to do that. I didn't even understand that, but now I know my worth. Right, now I know my worth. I know my value. Right. And it ain't no, I know what I bring. It's not about what I bring to the table. It, it's, it's more than that. It's way more than that. But I thought the sisters, uh, the elders, I loved it. I loved it. We need more elders speaking up. We do. Moving on. Now, before I move on from the polygamous um, conversation, she brought up some other points that were, oh my gosh, that were so valid. That were so valid. And I want to, uh, let's just listen to it.
2: I don't think we can tell people who they can and cannot love. I, and I, if I love you and you're saying this is what you need to support satisfy yourself why would I say no to that Mm. because I know who I am as a woman
0: this is something that I never a conversation that I have never a question even that I've never pondered I've never asked myself never would I have ever in a million a zillion trillion years thought I would hear myself say but I totally agree with her 110 percent you cannot force somebody to be in relationship with you you can't force someone to love you you can't force somebody to love you the way you need to be loved you can't force somebody to stay with you forever you can't and when I sit back and think about it every time I tried to force a situation every time there was resistance and I tried to force a situation. It was short-lived, right? It, it was short-lived. It didn't last, right? And the best thing for me to have done in those situations was just to let it go. But I can look at it now, right? I can look at it now a different, totally different way because you grow, you stretch, you evolve. You should be anyway. And I totally now see cheating a whole different way. Every woman is her own universe. Every woman is her own universe. And every woman has her own set of talents, gifts, and abilities that they bring to the table. And it's the same for men, right? And I don't... I can't say that. I don't want to believe that men are just cheating just for the sake of saying that they have, you know, they're catching bodies or they're sleeping with all these women. I don't want to believe that that's what men are out here doing. I think that men see, oh, there's something different about her. I want to explore that. Oh, something different about her. I want to explore that. Right? Right. It's a smorgasbord. (laughs) Um, and I just think that men notice that whereas we did not whereas we never did that, you know, women are their own universe and they all bring something different to the table. They, they're not all the same, even though now it, no, I don't want to get ahead of myself. They're realizing that we're not all the same and that we all bring something different to the table we should, you know, if we're operating in truth and we're operating in authenticity and not mimicking what we see or trying to look like everybody else or trying to sound like everybody else or trying to be everybody else. If we're, if we're operating in authenticity and showing up as ourselves, that is why. That's why men see something different in every woman that's what i believe again i never thought i would hear myself say that but i agree with her wholeheartedly you just cannot tell people um that they have to love you right you can't you just can't and by no means am i saying that just because all these women are on you know they bring something different to the table different vibrations different frequencies their gifts, right? That's not saying you need to go out and and try to eat all the candy in the candy store. I'm not saying that. But I what I'm saying is I can see the attraction. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I could see the allure. I could see why I'm not condoning it. But I'm saying I could see why um they would want to (laughs) but
2: and I don't know if it's possible for one person to satisfy every need another person has and if the other person is willing to say well this is what you give me I'm willing to set that's fine but if we're together and I'm not living up to everything you need and that's what you need to take care of yourself
0: you know this is just me in in my thinking right i think there are certain things a lot of things that we take very literal right we take very literal like one being um those vows <laughs> till death do us part okay so but i like to dissect things so what does that death mean does it mean death of the sanctity of this marriage Uh, does it mean death of, uh, you know, you having respect for me, me having respect for you? Is, does it mean to the death of I no longer feel safe with you? Um, forever is a long, a long, long time. And we cannot, we just cannot put stipulations on people and just chain them to you forever. Forever works for some people, right? Forever works for some people, but there are a lot of people that are miserable in their situations and they stay because uh, I took these vows. You took an oath, right? (laughs) You took an oath, but this is your life. If you're not happy, if the person that you're with is not happy, why stay? Why not go and try to find Someone that can make you happy and and allow your mate or your wife your husband your partner the person that you're with to go find somebody that can make them happy set people free with love i know a lady who back in the day her husband had several situations i know a lot of ladies like that but their husband had several has several situations right He lived out of town, had a situation out of town. He had a family here. And there's a lot of men that have done this. So no heat, no diss. But for some reason, you know, her friends thought that she didn't know about it. So they wanted to inform her, right? As a good, as a good, you know, good girlfriends are supposed to. Or or no, they're not. Mind your business. So um, they told her, right? And she said these words and I never forgot it. When I took my vows, they were for life. And she has never remarried, even to this day. She never, I don't even know if she's dated. And she never divorced. But yet her husband was, you know, getting around. Like Tupac, I get around. So I think at some point some point it don't apply anymore and we have to learn how as painful as that may be we have to learn how to let people go set people free with love right just set them free you ain't gotta hate them they don't have to disrespect you to the 50 11, time they don't have to make a fool out of you for 150 times it just is set them free. Uh, Obviously, I don't provide you with what you need. Um, Obviously, there's something else that you need and I'm gonna set you free so you can go find it, right? Go with God. We don't know how to let go. Like we stay in situations that are just not conducive. Don't bring out the best in us for too long all because in some cases it's just because of a feeling just because somebody is good in bed that is such a minuscule small tiny speck of what a relationship a true union um need right so yeah i totally like i'm really growing up because i totally understood what she was saying i totally received that totally received that i needed to hear her say those things you know uh at different times in life i think i just speaking for myself personally have had like questions about love like like love what like why is love so confusing right and at the top of this year i was listening to i'm pretty sure it was dorothy's house on tiktok and she was saying that the only sin that we have ever committed is that we know not love right we we don't know love right? And I started to think that's, you know, that's true. That's quite possibly true. All I know about love, I realized, right? Like all I know about love really is based on my lived experiences with it, right? Familial love in relationships, love of my child, um, love of my grand, you know, that's, those are my love experiences. But poor love, I feel like, gets such a bad rap. Our lived experiences, no matter how cruddy, how crappy, have absolutely nothing to do with love in and of itself, but more to do with our personal understanding of love and what love means to you or to me personally, not our understanding of it. Right? Not what we think love is. Set that aside. There's love, there's our understanding of love, and then there's what love truly is, right? I had a download yesterday. Um, there are, well, they used to always say there's five different types of love, right? But now if you Google it, it's like they're saying it's seven and 12 and so on and so forth. But I know that there are five different types of love. And I believe that we are here to experience all of them. I think the problem comes in is where we try to take one... uh, Okay, so I'll use Eros. Eros is is a type of romantic kind of love, relationship type of love. And we try to put it in places that it doesn't go, right? And we get confused because eh, we don't know... The different types of love and just like there are stages of grief and we have to go through all those stages of grief we have to go through all these stages of the different types of love i think in order to fully understand it i really believe it was amazing yesterday i had that download i was like wow that makes so much sense but moving on so i started in my prayers and in my meditation asking teach me love like teach me love teach me love in its fullness not in my limited thinking not in my limited experience teach me love and in that understanding i've come to know that love is one you have to love yourself first like how could we ever how could anyone ever how could i ever love anyone else if i don't have love for myself right because if you don't have love for yourself then it's it's a challenge and it's difficult to teach people how to treat you right or to tell people what you like and what you don't like and what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate Because if you don't have love for yourself, that means you don't have strong boundaries and you tend to let people kind of run over you in the sake, you know, all in the name of love, right? And that's why I said that love kind of gets a bad rap. And while, and as I started to reflect on this, this new word, I realized that there were um situations that i was in that i wasn't happy the person wasn't happy we just needed not to be with each other but i didn't even have the courage or the strength to say yo right i'm not happy i don't want to be with you anymore I didn't even have the courage to do that because I didn't have strong boundaries or I I was always concerned about hurting somebody's feelings. Always, oh God, I don't want them to hate me. I don't want... So I stayed in situations where I was absolutely miserable, right? In situations where I was miserable. It wasn't bringing the best out of me, right? I stayed in relationships with people that I was like, you know what? there has got to be something better than this, right? There has got to be something better than this. This ain't it. And so often, so many times I ignored my own inner compass, my own inner compass telling me, move around, like for whatever reason, whether it was, I felt obligated, whether I felt a sense of loyalty, what whatever the case may be, whether I felt like the person needed me, whatever the case was, I stayed in situations that were too, I stayed too long, right? And to my own detriment, right? And to hear myself say that, I swear this podcast to me is like therapy. I'm the therapist and the patient, right? Who else knows the story better than me, right? Because I was involved in it. And I'm leery of people who don't talk to themselves, right? Because as I said, who knows the story better than you and all the parties involved? Therapist, patient. And I don't want to say that, you know, this was life changing. But for lack of a better word, this really was life changing for me. Because and I say that because I healed somewhere, somewhere in me. I healed and I could feel it. Just hearing myself say that out loud. And not only that, it set me free from ever being in situations like that ever again. Mm. Now that's good. And then, like I said last year about my word from last year when you choose a word and you want to know all about it like you're researching it you're studying it the universe gives you all types of lessons right all types of lessons you know in this year this year right in my studying love and asking to for you know the most high to teach me love i realized that i had a serious problem letting go like, I have a serious... head because I'm working on it, right? I have a serious problem with letting people go. Like, <laughs> letting people go, right? So, where I started was um, in the area of... I have, you know, I people that I have dealt with in the past that I still... I felt... It's, this is going to sound weird, but, you know... Hey, we tell the truth over here. I felt some type of obligation. Like I felt so weird. I felt some type of obligation to remain friends or, you know, ending things on a good note is one thing. Um, but fear of releasing people is something totally different. And I had to be like, really honest with myself. Like there's people that... I dealt with in the past and the relationships were toxic, volatile. Nothing ever got resolved, but yet and still I still felt like I had to be cordial to this person when I saw them. No, no. I I had to release the delusion that love or my uh, limited knowledge of love or what I thought love to be had to last forever. Some people, You just have to cut them off at the knees. The price is too high. And if the price is too high, you know what they say. You need to cut it. Some people you can't be friends with. Some people you can't be friends with because um, you just can't. Some chapters honest to God need to close. Right? There's some people um, that, you know relationships that that have ended it wasn't on bad terms I didn't hate them they didn't hate me it just you know we was on some adult shit and it just ended and there there are a couple of people like that in my life and we can talk to each other now and then hey uh did such and such blah, blah blah we could get on phone gossip do whatever uh be petty whatever and it's just that right and then there are others that the relationship like I said was so toxic we can't Right? Because nothing got resolved. Right? And then, if nothing... What I found in certain situations is that things didn't get resolved in those toxic relationships. And when you don't resolve things, those people have the ability to trigger you. Right? So, those are the relationships that I've learned this year that I have to completely cut. I can't have any type of communication... Or involvement with those people. Pray, it is my prayer that is helping people, right? Helping you understand or look at things um, from a different perspective. I realized that I had some huge misconceptions in terms of love, right? And it was all rooted in fear. All of it is rooted in fear and I'm gonna be completely transparent about it. Uh, I had issues with releasing people and letting people go that needed to go. I had issues with not having healthy boundaries. Like boundaries were trash. My boundaries were trash. I just did not have healthy boundaries. Um, and it's not that I didn't love myself. And it's not that I didn't know my worth or what I deserve. It was more so me wanting to be available for people or wanting to be there for people. So many things that could have been avoided had I known about boundaries and that people don't get to do whatever the hell they want to do when it comes to you, right? They can act however they choose. They can be whatever they choose to be, but they can't be that to you. If it's offensive, if you don't like it, you don't have to tolerate And you just, this isn't a way to just start dismissing people from your life. You know, you're gone. You're gone. No, you give people the opportunity. Like, hey, this is a boundary. This is a firm boundary. And um, I don't like when you do this. Don't do this. Now, if they continue to overstep, they continue to step over that boundary, then you have to do what you have to do. But you give them the opportunity to correct their behavior. For me, more than anything, I used to think it was all about wanting to be helpful or wanting to be a good friend or wanting to be a good family member this or that but as i grow and as i learn right i i wasn't i wasn't raised um knowing anything about boundaries what were boundaries people violated your boundaries overstepped um all the time and i just think a lot that a lot of things in my life could have been avoided if i knew about boundaries right um you, I grew up thinking that you make exceptions for your family member because that's your family, that's all you got. You only got one mama, you only got one daddy, you only got this your sister, that's your bro. You know, that's how you grow up thinking it's okay for people to do that, or you give them grace because that's your sibling or that's your mama that should. But when people continue to violate you over and over again, you have a right to protect yourself, right? And if you bring it to their attention, I don't like when you do that. Or even your mate, your partner, I don't like when you do that. And if they continue to do it, that's fine. You don't have any control over them. They can continue to do that. They just won't do it around you that's where your control is but too often we give our control away and then we want to blame other people huh in any good book there's chapters and at the end of every chapter there is a period and you have to go you can't go into the next chapter or the next phase of your life carrying baggage from the last chapter So that was something that I had to learn. It's not personal. At some point, you have to do an evaluation. You have to do an evaluation of people. You got to take like a a people inventory. Like, has this person been solid? Like, has this person been like there for me? Has this person brought me peace? Has this person brought confusion into my life? And, And then you... You kind of have to move that way, right? Everybody can't go with you into the next phase and chapter of your life. And that might sound harsh and that might f- sound like, dang, but they can't. You don't have to, nor are you supposed to hold hold on or be friends with people for life or have, you know, just because... I, um, you've had a relationship with people in the past doesn't mean that, you know, you don't have to end hating that person, but you don't have to be their friend for life either. Right? So it's like that. (laughs) And that's the way it is. In in accepting the word love is my word for 2023, the first thing I had to do was grow up right i had to grow up and i had to let love off the hook and i had to let the people that i that have (laughs) uh the people that i thought hurt me off the hook right it's always an inside job it always comes back to you right because what you allow continues it didn't have anything to do with love in and of itself i made poor choices right And it's not, even in my poor choice making, it doesn't mean that that person didn't, those persons didn't love me in their own way. It just was like Iyanla Van Zandt said, no one loves, and I think I'm paraphrasing, that we don't love the same, right? And it's up to us to determine and to decide if the love that somebody is offering us is enough, right? And, um... (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I think I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure that's what she said. But I, I blamed love, like the problem with immature people and immature thinking, right? So I own, I'm owning my, my stuff too. With immature thinking, trauma thinking, um, unhealed thinking is that you want to put the blame on everybody else, right? You want to put the blame on everybody else. Well, it's not everyone else's fault if you stayed in a situation too long. It's not everyone's fault if, in the beginning, all the red flags are there and you you thought it was uh, <laughs> glitter, right? And you ignored those warning signs. It's not every, it's not anyone else's fault that you've made poor decisions. You made poor choices, right? And you have, like, um, warning always comes before devastation. Like, there's always a warning. And we, we don't listen, right? We don't listen to the warnings and then we get our asses handed to us and then, oh my gosh, it's everybody and they mama's fault because you made poor choices. And yes, it, it, it probably did have a lot to do with me making poor choices, but I had to take it a step farther, a step beyond that. I had to think past that. And one thing that I came up with is that Love is freedom. Love is freedom. And just because somebody says that they love you, doesn't mean that they are not going to hurt you. Doesn't mean that they um, won't do things that are cruddy. does it mean people promise to love you, but don't have the capacity or the ability to, um, to fulfill that promise right but that doesn't mean that they're horrible people that they suck it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it just means that you're maybe you're not supposed to be with that person maybe you're destined to be with someone else but you send people away with love you learn the lesson you learn whatever it is that that person was there to teach you and you you send them away with love you send them away with love, but oftentimes we, like I said, we shut down. We're like, Mm-mm, I'm just, I don't, I'm exhausted. I can't, I cannot do this again, you know? And that's not what we're supposed to do. That's not ever what we are supposed to do. I realized that love is freedom, and that's a way that I've never looked at it before. Love does not handcuff. It does not arrest. It doesn't make demands or ultimatums. It just is, right? All these stuff that we bring into it, <coughs> I think I've talked about this before. <coughs> Excuse me. All of the attachments that we try to put on love's back, <laughs> that ain't cool. That ain't cool. It just, love just is simple. You allow people, even the people that you love, the freedom to do whatever it is that they feel necessary, that they feel they need to do, right? You, We have to learn how to let people live their life. Even if how they choose to live their life doesn't fit perfectly into the way that you choose to live yours, that's their life. And other people's lives ain't for you to understand. Your life is though. And to continually beat somebody over the head, browbeat somebody to try to get them to love you in a way that you need to be loved and that is not their love language, then you have to accept some hard truths, I think. Like, that might not be your person. Right? That might not be your person. (laughs) Yeah. Simple. That might not be your person. That person might not need to be in your life. That chapter of you and them and the drama and the trauma, it needs to be over. The end. <laughs> you send people away with love and sometimes you can remain friends and sometimes you cannot. And it's totally okay. I used to say, like, I just want you to be happy even if it's not with me. And I know that sounds like real hot. That sounds like some hot shit, right? I ain't mean it. Not one time did I mean it. Not one time did I mean it. If I'm not happy, why would I want you to be happy? Right? But now I send people away with love and I, and I ask the divine, please like bring bring love to them bring like their perfect mate into their life somebody that's going to make them better somebody that they can make better like send people away with love like we think the only way that you can end a relationship you gotta hate the person the person gotta hate you you gotta do all kinds of horrible terrible things to make sure that no send people away with love want for people want for others exactly what you want for yourself. Want for other people exactly what you want for yourself. I know y'all have heard people say, I don't know why that we we thought that love was arguing, fighting, um, those butterflies in the pit of your stomach, total chaos, dysfunction. That's not love. And that ain't loving hard. You loving ignorant like love is so simple love is just so simple and it just flows real love but we never experienced it that way we've never experienced that way we never really seen relationships that were normal right we never we we never seen relationships that were normal i know so many people get out of the most chaotic crazy situations right delivered deliverance and somehow in their mind they think that oh that was my one that was that was the person that was my soul soulmate are you high love love don't handcuff it don't arrest love is not confusing love is not it's not that it's just simple it's just so simple so simple moving on it could all be so simple but you rather make it hard okay enough <laughs> <laughs> i know i had been away for a while and actually this particular podcast i've been working on since january just had it Just hadn't edited it or anything like that. Just, you know, kind of feeling my way, right? Life, lives, right? And someone gave me a phone call and said, You cannot stop because I'm listening. People are listening. And I received that. I received that. I understand and accept that I'm not for everybody. Not for everybody. You may agree. You may like hard body disagree, but I have a right to say the things that I say. And although I may say it in a way that some people don't understand, I may say it in a way where some people are like, I totally got that. But another reason why I've kind of been been away is... Being a podcaster, especially like a single host podcast, it's kind of, it's kind of challenging. It's kind of challenging. Um, because you really don't have anyone to like bounce your, you know, um, your perspective off of. You don't really have, to have, you know, anyone giving you their perspective, you know, allowing you or forcing you even at times to see things a different way. And what I realized... In order to be truthful, um, fully transparent and truthful, you have to, no matter what my my um, personal opinions are on a matter, I have to look at whatever the situation is objectively from both sides, right? So um, I'm going to segue into this. I'm going to play a couple clips for you. And th- then I really want to delve into it a little bit I feel like now this is just my own personal feelings that there is a there is like an agenda right there's propaganda being hurled into the media to make black women and black men believe that there is that we hate each other that there is an issue um, and, and you know I'm not, Putting all this on our good good brother. I'm not putting it on our good good brother, but I'm just showing you the, the the chess pieces and the people that participated in it. So you know the Chris Rock thing, you know, the the stand-up special, uh Cory Holcomb, all these other different people, Black Guru, all these other people, you know, <clears throat> keeping this thing going. Feel like it's a movie, right? It's no happenstance, it's no coincidence. There's none of this is by just a co dinky, right? Like everything that is happening right now is part of the movie. It's part of the show. And the people that are speaking up on it and saying different things, they're, they're a part of it. Like they're actors and they're, they're a part of it. Right? So I feel like I said, the people that are speaking out are a part of the show. So always keep that in mind when it applies to black women and black men, indigenous people, brown people on this planet. If there is something being put into um, the media or on the, or wherever, it's being planted there, right? It, because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us are under serious mind control. So keep that in mind now agreed get no argument from me some men and some women have had horrible experiences in love as i said before everybody at some point has done somebody dirt for whatever reason whether it's because somebody did it to you and the next person had to pay for it whatever the case may be some people have been ruined for life like their outlook about love has been changed for life and it's going to take a a lot of like uh you know soul searching and evolving of the soul to get you in a space where you're ready to open up right and try love again that's just what it is so nobody's you know we're not these just horrible monster people that you know have hurt you know, men have hurt women and women have hurt. It's, it's, stop. It's not. But there's some things like <laughs> there's a few points that I'm going to make. And it might like my grandmother used to say, I shave Flossie Mae Loggins. I shay to my grandmother. This might not taste good, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, so before I play this next segment, right, this last and final segment, um, I want to say some things first. One, I want you to keep these points in the forefront of your mind as you're listening, right? One, some of you might get triggered by what it is that you're about to hear. Some of you might get triggered. Some of you might be like, oh my God cannot believe that i'm hearing what i'm hearing oh my god i can't believe she just said that right hey you might so i'm just warning you uh number two i'm not saying the things that i'm saying or the things that are being conveyed here the message that's being conveyed here i'm not saying that this applies to every person every man in america i'm absolutely not saying that right i'm not saying that women are all skittles and rainbows and oh my gosh they're so innocent because we're not all of us are not everybody at some point in their life has done somebody dirt right has done something to somebody who didn't deserve it right everybody has done that so i want you to keep an open mind I want you to really listen, right? Don't think I'm talking directly to you because I'm not. I'm not taking this blanket and I'm not putting it all over everybody. I'm not. But this is reality. This is somebody's reality, right? And in order to get to the bottom of things, sometimes you got to just lay it all out there, right? You got to just lay it all out there. And that's what I'm attempting to do. So, uh, let's get into it. <laughs> so, as I I was saying, like, please make no mistake. Every single person that opened their mouth, that did something, that was a part of the Jada. Will and Chris Rock situation is a part of the movie. They actors in a very poorly written script, okay? But this was the kickoff. This was the kickoff and it was so blatant and it was put right in our face. And as I said, most of us are under some serious, serious mind control. You have to step back from situations and take a look and be like, wait a minute because you know that just didn't that was just so rando like never in the history of ever has somebody got their face smacked at um at the academy Awards. never in the history of ever would a brother think that it was okay even though we're talking about kush rock that is okay to humiliate because that's basically what he did right But even though it's part of the script, humiliate a woman in front of the whole wide world, like calling her, um, saying she's going to play G.I. Jane, I assume because she was bald headed, right? Or applying, implying, not applying, implying that Jane, everything leading up to the Academy Awards, pictures of her and Will, you know, black love. Oh, we was championing that. Oh my gosh. Look at them. They look so good. Woo. 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 Right. Chris says what he says. "Um, It was just, it was a movie. Everybody is part of the script. And Will gets up, part of the script. Will gets up, slaps Chris Rock, and the whole world goes crazy. And there it goes. The next day, everybody was reacting, as we always do, as they know. This is the art of freaking war. They know what we're going to do every single time can you imagine fighting somebody or fighting something and that thing knows your your next move every trip of the train can you imagine that can you imagine how easy it is to be played when your opponent knows your every move your opponent knows how you're going to react your opponent knows how to push your buttons your opponent knows what you're going to say i need y'all to keep up Right? Cause we going somewhere with this. We're going somewhere with this. Keep up. It's all a movie. It's all a movie. And the Chris Rock, Jada Pika Smith Will Smith thing was the kickoff. The next day, brothers were saying all kinds of crazy stuff about Jada, calling Will, all type all kinds of B-I-T-C-Hs. Like this man didn't have any business. We're gonna talk about that later. But do you see? Do you see now? Keep up. I mean, you might have to listen fast, okay? Keep up. We're we going somewhere. I don't know any perfect people. I mean, I'm not perfect. And, and I don't know any perfect people. Nor do I want to know perfect people. Because we're here to grow and evolve. And if there's nothing for you to learn, there's nothing for you to experience, then I don't know why... It is that you're still here. What I do know is that we don't give people the opportunity to make mistakes and grow out of their mistakes. We want to condemn them um, for life. And we never want to let them forget the mistake that they made, move on from this mistake, learn from mistake. We want them to lose everything because they've made a mistake. But I notice... It seems like we do it to each other more, right? We're, we're so forgiving and understanding when it comes to others, but we, we're not so forgiving and understanding when it comes to us. And I just sometimes wonder, like, will that ever change? Will that ever change? And I want you to understand something if you never understand anything else, that prior to the whole Chris Rock, Jada, uh, Will Smith thing, Chris Rock, I don't know what hole he dug himself out of, but Will was fresh off um, his book that everybody loved. He had a whole presence on YouTube, very positive, very uplifting. Uh, he had just did the movie about the um, Serena and... Uh, her sister, Venus, Serena and Venus Williams. had yeah, just did that movie. Everything was good. Jada, her mom, Willow, Red Table Talk, helping so many women with all the different topics that they were tackling. They were on a high. They were on a high. Everybody loved them. But see, I want you to, to really stop and think about this. Think about how very, very reactive we are and how very, very easy it is for someone to harness our energy because we give it away so freaking freely. We react to every damn thing without even knowing the whole story we or not even understanding what's happening, not even fathoming for a second that this could be a script this might not even be real this is all to get our energy and we fall for it every time and i want you to also think about this last thing before i move on why is it that when someone does one thing that's seemingly wrong in your eyes or in our limited view when they do something wrong that just wipes out everything good that they've ever done. Please. But, where where is the door? Like, where is the door to healing? Like, when do we sit down and start to have these conversations like these conversations not i'm tired of hearing about what you did and you did and what the men do and what women do i'm tired of that like when are we going to sit down where's the door how do we begin to move forward in a healthy manner like because we know how to we know how to fight hey everybody knows how to fight got it but nobody knows how to heal. And it doesn't seem like to me, it it doesn't seem like we, we want to resolve it. You know, this morning I had a whole meltdown in a whole episode where I'm like talking to, you know, I'm praying and meditating. I'm talking to the divine and I'm talking to my ancestors and I'm just telling them like to, to assist me because I don't know how to resolve things like my sometimes my resolution is one or two ways either you can get gone, or we are gonna fight like I don't know how to resolve things sometimes with love and from a place of love so I can heal right so I can heal so I can understand Now, every time somebody does something to me, they're doing it to me intentionally or that they're trying to hurt me. Sometimes people are just experiencing exactly what I'm experiencing. We don't know how to uh, communicate our feelings. We don't know how to work through our emotions or process our emotions. And the only thing we know how to do is fight. That's all we know how to do but we need to start using our platforms for healing we need to start using our platforms for healing at least that's what i'm that's what i'm going to do to continue to drag this dead horse with no resolve, no end in sight, no healing, not have the conversations to begin to heal this it's just going to fester and it's going to keep growing. And now, because we like to put our business out for God and everybody to see, because, you know, we always want to prove how smart we are, we're talking about it everywhere. And everybody's paying attention, everybody's listening, and everybody's watching. And now, now this is where we are. But you tell me, after you listen to these next few clips um, and this is my third point it, did we mean to end up here does it warrant all this you tell me I was not aware that women were being unalived every four to five hours in this country and that that is where the term femicide came from i was not aware of that until i started doing research Uh, i ran across articles and videos where young women are saying that like if someone is um attempting to or, or talk to them that they say whatever it is that they need to say so they can get to their car or to be safe right Um, for fear of being beat up, for fear of being slapped around, or for fear of, in some cases, even being murdered. And I just find that I just found this whole thing, um, like very interesting. Like I was researching this and then that is when I found this foolishness, but I, I Kind of blame our good, good brother. Our good, good brother. May he rest wherever he is. Okay? For his contribution. Because he fueled it. And then there are other brothers that are still, right now, today, fueling, you know, they, they picked up right where he left off. Doing the same thing. And I, for one, personally, I think it's embarrassing. It's, it's embarrassing to me as a black woman. I'm embarrassed for them as black men. I'm just embarrassed for us. And I just feel like together, collectively, we don't look good. We don't look good as a unit. You even have now white men speaking up about how bad it looks for black men to be Um degrading their women and talking about their women And i'm just saying that This right here what i'm getting ready to play for you guys is so extreme You guys are probably like are we going to visit this again well We're going to visit the topic because something i i discovered something And I thought it was very interesting. And I didn't know that it was this severe. And I think when the Jada and Will thing and Chris Rock thing happened, it it shed light on it. Uh, I think with uh, Kevin Samuels before his transition shed a lot of light on how black men really feel about black women. And for some black women, it's very hurtful. It, it really hurts their feelings. Um, for some black women, it's, it's very painful. And I wish that we would take um, as much offense to how we handle each other, how we treat each other, and be equally as disgusted when we harm one another, when we unalive each other, as we are when other people do it, because we show people how to treat us. And that's always the argument from the other side. If they do it, it's no big deal. It's a problem, it's okay when you do it, but it's a problem when I do it. And I just wish we would take black love more seriously, like black love matters. Black love matters.
3: This is why in our
2: culture as black people, when the boys turn a certain age, the men come and get them and take them away from the mother because she can emotionally manipulate him. But since we don't live in our culture no more, we say what we want to say, do what we want to say, we tear our men down and then wonder why they don't make good husbands and fathers. Mothers destroy sons. His mother can speak to him in certain ways that destroy him in ways that can never be
0: repaired. So I am not in any way saying that um I condone that. I'm not naive. I'm not stupid. I realized that that in fact did happen. That this is true. What they're saying about mothers and their sons. And I know people that this has happened to. As a mother of a male child. There might have been a time or two. That I did that to my son. Unknowingly. So I don't. I don't. I don't excuse. I'm not giving women a pass. I'm not giving us a pass here. I'm not saying that, that we're all right and you're all wrong. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that you got to get some help. Like you got to start, you got to find a way to work through that. You got to, mental health is, is our friend. Like mental health is our friend, not just for The women, but for the men. Because we got some work that we need to do as well. We do. But, does it warrant this?
3: More of an enemy than a white man ever had. She's more of an enemy than anybody in history has ever been to the black community because she's the very person that comes in with deceit and looks to use you and then dis and then disperse of you when she's done with you, and then all she'll right, move on when it's all it's all said and done, and then say, well, what about the kids? Fuck them kids and fuck that woman too. Throw that to with the bathwater. Throw the baby I, out with the bathwater. Start the fuck over. Get a whole new group of women, and then, and then fix the community that.
4: This hateful little guy sounds a whole lot like this.
3: Someone else,
4: but
2: I do want to stress this. There's nothing you can do outside of killing the black women we have right now that will make any
1: significant change in our society. Y'all hear that, sisters? So there's nothing he can do outside of killing the black women that they have right now to make a significant change in our society, he is advocating for the murder, for the genocide
4: of black women. This is a black man. Once we see the root of evil, which is the black woman, we have to cut her out. You can't
2: chastise her, you can't punish her, you can't discuss anything with her because she's made it blatantly clear that she does not care about you or your well-being or what's best for you she does not care about the rightness or the wrongness of anything so that's a that's a lot to impact
0: so the first thing that i want to say is that i acknowledge and i know that this does not apply to every black man in america and i by no means am going to take this blanket and throw it over all men i'm not going to do that right but what really drew my attention to this particular subject was the sides that everybody took with the Jada Will Chris Rock situation, like the arguments that people, that men came up with to justify uh, Will being in the wrong for defending his to, for defending his wife. I I I don't care what she did. I don't care if she had sex with August Alcina on her kitchen table. I don't care what she did. Will had every right to defend his wife, right? He has to live with that woman. He has to live with that woman. So I started to notice that then and I was like, okay, so this is the new, this is the new agenda. This is the new Agenda Never want to talk about the other things that are being done, which are so blatant, but I can't make you see it I can't make you see it because unless you're experiencing it. You won't understand it What disturbs me so much is that People there people are not well people are not well and the second person actually sounded he didn't even sound like a black man to me But as I was saying, people are not well. And somebody could hear this and decide that this is, you know, this is what they want to do with their life. (sighs) Disturbed by this. I was so really, truly taken aback by this. Now again i'ma say it again this just could be proper propaganda this just you know listen I, I don't like to say they but y'all know what i'm talking about understand they understand the assignment they understand that they have to keep us separated they have to keep us at odds with each other divide and conquer. We learned that in school, or was y'all not paying attention? Divide and conquer. If they come together and if they work together collectively, they might re- they might rebuild some things, right? So let's keep them at odds. Let's keep them fighting each other. And we we just have to we we just have to take the bait because what did I say earlier? And we know how to fight. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie this this was disturbing to me this was disturbing to me on all every way it is no way to justify this there's no way to look at this and for me i'm sitting here and i'm scratching my head because i'm trying to figure out like what are black women doing that warrants this other than um raising your your badass kids that some of you just left what are black women doing other than trying to work and make ends meet what are black women doing that warrants this like what i'm trying to understand i had the biggest epiphany while editing this episode I came to a part where I just, all of a sudden, my heart was just full of admiration and reverence, right, for my dad and the men of his generation. And I was just thinking that even in their brokenness, even in their humanness, even in their mistakes, there were things that they still stood for. Right? There were there were things that they represented. They were men of principle and they stood on something, right? They stood on something. Didn't matter what they went out in the and did. Their house, their home was taken care of. Right? Their wives were taken care of. Their kids were taken care of. Right? If something were to happen, you instantly knew. I'm gonna go tell my dad. I'm gonna go tell my uncle. They're gonna handle that. They stood. Or something. They represented something. And they represented something. And they stood on principle. They stood on something. I don't know what you. <laughs> I don't know what y'all stand on now. Like I don't know what y'all represent now. Like. And it's difficult for me. As a woman. To respect anything Less than what they provided right i can't it's like if you've seen it's like if you've seen the example how you're going to it's really difficult for me to respect men these days because i don't know what you stand on i don't know what you stand for i don't what do you represent what do you represent what do you represent never in the history of ever did I go to my dad and say dad like I got a problem and he didn't fix it like he didn't make it better like he didn't fix that issue before I don't know what you new age uh, men stand for I don't I don't know what y'all stand for I don't I don't I just I just can't settle right I can't settle I can't conform I can't go along to get along I can't just why can't you just accept things as they are I, I I'm not here that's not I don't believe and with all my heart that that is why I am here I'm not here to conform I'm not here to conform I'm not here to accept less than what I deserve I'm not here for less. And neither are you. Erica Badu said that her mother was an improvement on her mother's design. And she is an improvement on her mother's design. And I totally got it. Right? So I'm thinking that men should be an improvement on their father's, their grandfather's designs. So if their grandfathers were the standard... You don't go back, right? You don't go back. You improve on what has already been instilled in you. So something's broken. Something's broken. Y- y'all ain't improving on the design, right? And that ain't it. And some of y'all like have very, very toxic energy like you really if you be for true with yourself like you really don't have anything to offer like you come to the table with an empty cup like I seen a meme where the table was broken down and it said this is the table that men want women to bring something to right You don't have anything to offer. And you get upset when women decline, when they're like, nah, that's okay. I got a man. Even if they don't got a man, they just be trying to get away from you, right? You get mad when women don't want to be in relation with you anymore. To settle for anything, right? We're raising the bar a little bit. A lot of y'all don't have y'all emotions in check. Like y'all fly off the handle over the simplest thing. You don't have your emotions in check. Or you're a ticking time bomb, walking around with all kinds of childhood trauma, uh, abuse, uh, molestation, holding all that stuff inside. And you're a ticking time bomb and you're going to explode on someone. And you cannot get mad because women are now choosing themselves. We realize that good, good uh, vajayjay, whatever you want to call it, that that's not going to heal you, right? Creating... The life that you didn't have as a child that ain't gonna heal you, right? you're gonna bring your dysfunction into the environment because you haven't healed it. People that are bleeding cannot help but to bleed on other people. It's nothing against you personally, bruh it's all it's all your baggage. it's all your suitcases. It's that. Nobody wants to deal with that. It's that. And that we have the right to say no. We have the right to choose ourselves. We have, we can make choices, right? We don't have to accept whatever is offered to us, right? Life is about choices. Right, wrong, or indifferent. So it's that. And it, 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 and I gotta add this point too. It's all this damn bravado. Like this, all this bravado. Like like some of y'all, Oh my God. Like you get over yourself. When I say you bring nothing to the table. I mean just that. You bring nothing. But you think that the sun rises and sets on your ass. And it doesn't. It does not. Right? And you putting all this bravado out into the world, but you're crying yourself to sleep at night. Be honest with yourself. To thine own self, be true. People can see through that. I also heard um, some brothers saying in my research that women have raised their daughters now to be independent, that women keep saying, I don't need no man, I don't need no man, I don't need no man. I want you to know that we didn't raise our daughters to be like that. Our daughters watched us struggle. Like I watched my mother and and my aunties struggle, right? And and it might not have been a financial struggle. It was an emotional struggle. It It was a mental struggle, right? And I remember saying, nobody's ever gonna treat me like that. Nobody is ever going to treat me like that not the way my mother was treated and not the way that my grandmother was treated and if there is no man around that's going to bring you peace right not make you vulnerable let you help you keep your sanity what are women supposed to do? I don't think we raised our daughters to be—I um, I don't think "independent" is the word that your that 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 you want to use, but it's the word that's being thrown around. We've raised our daughters to be self-sufficient if they have to be. If they have to be you don't want to have to depend on somebody that's going to constantly let you down or constantly disappoint you that is not to say that all men are going to let you down or all men are going to disappoint you that's not to say that but we taught our daughters to be self-sufficient we taught our daughters to rely on ourselves to do what we have to do to preserve ourselves. We didn't teach our daughters, our nieces, to be independent. We didn't teach them that. We taught them to be self-sufficient in the absence of to rely on themselves. If there is no man around, we taught them To be self-sufficient. And I don't see anything wrong with that. The problem now is women, young and old, have been in their masculine for too long due to the lack of no divine masculine men being around. That's the problem that we're having now. Women have been in their masculine for too long. Now that's the conversation that needs to be had.
4: Men are responsible for her being masculine because we have not helped to raise them children. I, I am And not. when I say help them raise them children, I don't mean you as the stepdad. No, dad. yeah, yeah. I, I mean right. you yeah, as an active member definitely. in the community. She got masculine because she had to become masculine in order to deal with the rape, the abuse, the domestic violence, the, the disappointments that men had in her life and also raising those kids and have to take care of herself all at the same time. The black woman has been the be all in all in our community for half of a century and now we want to turn around and say because she didn't do it perfectly enough or remain feminine enough where she had to absorb our responsibilities plus her own that's insensitive and disingenuous
0: women don't know how to submit women need to submit women need to submit submit, submit to what like like are you someone that a woman can submit to like if things go crazy can i i mean you gonna handle that are you gonna look to me to take care of it one of my good girlfriends i was having a conversation with her the other night i was just you know doing my research and she was saying like i'm talking about her ex-husband and just she was like he's a good guy an excellent upstanding good guy but he wasn't somebody that she could submit to right she couldn't sit back and be safe in her divine feminine that everything was going to be taken care of and she told me like one time that their cars were being repossessed and he's standing there looking at her i think men have to you gotta be honest with yourself like you can throw these these words around you can throw these big boy words around but are you able are you capable if someone gives you that opportunity, right? Because you only got one chance. Opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. If somebody gives you that opportunity, are you going to fumble? Are you going to fumble? Is it something that you can do? And I and I think I think as a woman, just speaking for myself, I would be okay if a man said that, you know, in my, in my heart, this is really what I want to do, and, I, and I'm really gonna try my damnness to do this. But I, I'm, I, I don't know if I can. Right? I could accept that, but what I can't accept is somebody beating on their chest, and then when it's time for you to do lion shit, you can't do the lion shit. That would be a problem for me. So I think you need to ask yourself, you know. Can I really do this? It's, it's one thing saying that I'm really going to put forth an effort to do this. But, you know, I'm a work in progress, right? It's one thing to, to come that way. And then it's another to be like, you demanded all this respect. But you can't, you know. You can't, you can't wear your shoes. Your shoes are too big. Yeah.
1: You get around some men and you feel protected and you feel safe and you feel provided for and then the confirmations start pouring in there's an aspect of you that will immediately go into servant mode. Not servant out of slave. Servant out of service. How may I render unto you gratitude? How can I show my gratitude? I ain't never felt this safe before. All my needs are met. What can I do to say thank you? Are you hungry? Let me feed you. Are you thirsty? Let me get you something to drink. No, don't worry about it. You sit right here. I'll get it for you. That just happens. When when you in a certain type of environment, it just happens. And and more of those environments need to be cultivated because it just happens. As a woman, you will be uncomfortable in your masculinity around divinely masculine men. You won't feel right. You you won't as a woman, you won't feel right. When you get around some men and you feel protected.
0: You know, I was just sitting here thinking like never in the history of ever has there been a time where black men needed black women and we weren't there, right? Everything you experienced, we we experienced it with you, right? We went through it with you. You were uh you <laughs> were a part of chattel slavery, we were a part of it, right? You got beat, we got beat. You got dog sicked on you, we got dog sicked on us. You got hosed, we got hosed, right? Everything that you have experienced, we have experienced, right? Fast forward a few years when they given out um, a mass murderer, mass unaliving sentences to drug dealers. You did time, we did the time with you in most cases, right? Um, we've allowed you to do a lot of things and i know you guys are trying to say you're going to say right now that women are innocent okay but that's fine women are not innocent but right now i'm talking about you so if you want to talk about women get it start get another podcast and be little women but um you know we went along with everything we we felt empathy for you because we felt like you were not getting a fair shake in society and you weren't Right? You weren't, and we felt empathy for you, right? So we tried to take the brunt of that from you because we wanted to protect you because that's what we do, right? So I ain't gonna talk about all the things you did, you you know. I'm not gonna talk about all that, but I could if provoked. But the point that I'm trying to make here is like I said, there's never been a time that we haven't been there for you, even at at times when we were disappointed in you right we were disappointed we were let down by you We we never turned our back on you and we never you would never hear a sister say even now even now the kind of things that we hear come out of black men's mouths even now so like I said Just fast forward to now. The energy's different, right? The energy's different. A lot of healing has taken place. We know our value. We know our worth. We know when we're in the presence of a divine masculine or a donkey, right? We know the difference. So now you would be hard pressed. Now you would be hard pressed, to find somebody that's willing to go along with this foolishness. And for lack of a better word, there's just no other way you could say it respectfully. Foolishness. A lot of y'all put us through a lot, and it it didn't even make any sense whether you knew or not. You know the difference between right and wrong. But try that now. How about now? We realized, we, we came to the realization that we never really had good examples of what a divine masculine looked like. Like we had, you know, we had our fathers, we had our uncles, and in a lot of cases, just speaking for myself, there were different qualities in my father, my uncles, that I, all of them had different qualities that were admirable, some that were not so admirable, but, um i never knew anyone who embodied um all of it every aspect so um we thought that this was you know this was our inheritance like dysfunctional relationships i mean there was not ever even we didn't ask questions like even when you were in grade school somebody sent you a note and said will you be my girlfriend mark yes or mark no even in grade school we did that but at some point we we got to a space where nobody was no one was asking anything we weren't asking questions we we didn't know people's Mm -hmm. um we didn't know what people's intentions were for us. They didn't know what our intentions were for them, right? I think oftentimes for women, we get stuck in our head and we already at the wedding, <laughs> right? We already at the wedding, done picked out the dress and he ain't even on that page. He on some hit and quit type, right? So We don't have conversations. It's the expectations. And when you have expectations and they are not met. Oh my God, I can't believe he did this to me. Did what? Did what? You did it to yourself because you didn't ask questions. You didn't find out if he was in that space. You didn't even give him time to um, show you even who he was, right? He just took you on a couple dates, told you... (laughs) (laughs) Told you how pretty you were. Took you out to, you know, the minimum, the minimum effort. And we went along with that. Think about that. Think about it. Some of us, (laughs) some of us, some of us are still um, butting our heads, like trying to like, you know, trying to fit your round head through this oblong door trying to, you know, do the same things and thinking that you're going to get a different result, right? It takes, it comes a time in every woman's life, right? And I think in every man's life as well, where you need to be single so you can find out who you are outside of. And then you'll come to the realization that Until you realize, you know, when you're single, at least I did, man, I'm sleeping peacefully at night. I, I don't have no drama in my life. I don't have, you know, I don't have any cuckoo crazy. I'm, I'm at peace. And this is what I want for my life. Even if I'm in a relationship, I want to be at peace. I don't want anything disturbing my peace. I don't want anything to disturb my peace. And I think a a lot, I know a lot of women who have got to this point. And there's a reason. There is a reason. And the reason is, is that women now are choosing themselves. Like we're no longer like taking the responsibility of our happiness, right? And putting it in the hands of another person. Okay, make me happy. That's not anybody else's responsibility. That's never been anybody else's responsibility. So in some cases, we're choosing ourselves. Back in the day, we, like I said before, we didn't really ask, we asked zero questions. We just believed if a man looked a certain way, spoke a certain way, if he, if the things that he said sounded good, um, and he seemed to be like the perfect guy, We went for it. We went along with it until we realized not so much. And just as we were confused in terms of who we were supposed to be and what we were supposed to do, I'm sure men were as well, right? Because just like we didn't um, have good examples, neither did you. Neither did men. Okay, so I'm gonna give you that. But we just, I... And I've talked to a lot of women have gotten to that space where we're not winging this shit no more, right? We don't want to wing it anymore, right? And why should we open ourselves up to chaos and crazy when my daddy used to say this all the time, I can do bad by myself. I don't need no help to starve to death. I think that's the song, but my daddy did used to say that all the time. It's really not impersonal. You know, at this stage of my life, like I like my food to be complementary of each other. Like I like things that go together, right? Nobody wants to be alone. Who wants to spend their life by themselves? No one, right? And nobody wants to be alone. But it comes a point in everyone's life once you get it, right? Okay, I'm gonna go do some healing work on myself come to some you know revelations understand some things and you understand when you come in contact with a person that's bleeding for lack of a better word they're bleeding right because they haven't done any healing like they've put themselves back together with paper clips and tape they're bleeding i'm healed right what can i do for this person none i can really do for this person what's this person gonna do for me this person is going to bleed on me because this person is bleeding so i'm a pass you a good dude but i i gotta pass right now go do that work on yourself you but i'm healed over here you gotta go work on yourself right because i don't i don't want that i got all white up in here right i don't need you bleeding on my white interior right so you got to go he you got to go heal and you know people are always like oh such and such completes me no that is some crap that is some crap how is a half of a person and a half of a person going to be beneficial to each other they're not because there's one half of you that somewhere you don't even know where this other part of yourself is right so you go out in search of yourself you go find your other half of yourself make yourself whole and then you and another person another whole person come together and you make a perfect union that's how this thing works not a bunch of broken pieces colliding into each other that ain't gonna work that ain't it Stop allowing people that are not healed, unhealed people to come back in your life and trigger you and take you back to a space that you've already worked through. Don't let people do that. Stop doing that. We have to stop doing that. So we're putting the pieces together now, right? So it's all of that and some of this. And I think in terms of women, like, we are just tired. We're the only people that can't be. Like, we don't want to, um, guess anymore whether or not the man that we're married to, dating, or courting is, um... We don't want to guess if he's married or if he's got a whole nother situation going on. We don't want to guess no more if he's on the down low. We don't want to guess if he's serious, if, if this is a game. We don't want to guess. We don't want to be made vulnerable by you. We don't want to be embarrassed by you anymore. We don't want to do any of that anymore. We, we don't, we're tired, right? We're the only women that can't be. In the workplace... Uh, Laws have to be passed so we can wear our own hair. We don't want to have to go to work and shimmy and and buck dance and shuck and jive and coon and code just to make ends meet or just to survive. We don't want to do that anymore. We're tired. We just can't be. We're the only women that every single thing that we do, it gets scrutinized, right? There's no wiggle room. There's no wiggle room. If in the workplace, if you um, just so happen to come to work and you're having a bad day because, you know, bad days happen, right? You get labeled as an angry black woman. If you keep your head down um, and you're quiet, you know, silence makes people uncomfortable. She's an angry black woman. She's a problem, right? Right. See, you guys are just now starting to know about these Karens and these Kins, but we've always had experiences with Kins and Karens in the workplace. But we're not the type to complain. We just carry we carry it on our back, right? Doesn't matter what we're going through, we carry it, right? We're not the type to complain about what we're going through, we just figure out a way to make it, to fix it, or try to make it better. We're not the type to complain. We're not the type to complain. We're the only women that can't be. There's always a problem with black women. And now, with all of that, now, our black men think it's a good idea to to start podcasts and be on social media and other places, um, uh, what's the word I want to say? Um, spewing, right? Spewing their venom, um, pointing their finger at the black women, at black women, punching down at black women. And when I say punching down, I'm saying punching down because you're frustrated with the world but you can attack us you want to impress everybody else but it's okay to attack us but it's okay right we're the only women that just we can't be we just cannot be quite frankly as a black woman i'm embarrassed by the things that i'm hearing and the things that i'm seeing i'm embarrassed for black women i'm embarrassed for black men that you think that this is okay and that you are co-signing this and, oh, yeah, we're the only women that can't be. And I've probably said this about six, five, 1, times during this podcast. I'm not talking about all men because you know, um, I'm not talking about all y'all. I've said this several times throughout the podcast, um, but I shouldn't have to do that, right? I shouldn't have to do that. Of course, I'm not talking about everybody, but I know that there will be people that will listen to this and be like, oh my God, she's male bashing. I'm not male bashing. If the shoe fits, you got to put that sucker on and you got to lace it up. That's it. And I understand because this ain't the women. All women are great show. I'm, I'm not saying that. Right. There are some women that are mean as hell, ignorant manipulative, hateful, um, self-hating, self-loathing. The list goes on and on, but this to take us all and put us in a basket because people don't separate us. They don't be like, oh, that's a good, that's a good black woman. That's a bad one. That's a good one. They don't do that. They don't be like, no, that's a good black man. That's a bad. They don't do that. When they see one, they see us all to take that jacket and lump us all together and have conversation about rooting black women up out of the community. That's a, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. That is a problem. But none of it warrants this. The, this, this is tiring. It, it's actually, it's exhausting. And I, I saw an article or video where it's was saying that black women are are leaving the United States. I get it. I get it. I'm even considering it myself. I get it. We're tired. We're truly tired.
4: We here protect and provide. We think of tangible things protecting me and physically. Nobody's going to touch my woman. Nobody going to harm my woman. You know, it's my job to, you know, jump in front of that and make sure none of that go on. And then providing, we thinking money. That's it. You know, we can pay the bills or we can buy nice things, take on trips, then we doing our job. Providing. The reality is it goes way deeper than that. Can you protect her mental peace? Can you create a space for her to be able to walk around confidently and not have to worry about which chick is messing with my man? behind my back or you know do I got to worry about somebody posting something online that's going to embarrass me because that's not protection that's making her vulnerable and if you're going to make her vulnerable just let her go if you want to go out there and do your thing in the streets but to hold her hostage while you go out there and do it that's just not fair
0: Now, in closing, I know that today I unpacked a whole lot of stuff. Like, uh, we talked about polygamy, we talked about love, we talked about what appears to me to be an agenda to put more distance between the black man and the black woman. But I always want y'all to keep this at the forefront of your mind. Um, We're stronger together. We're stronger together than we are apart the other thing is that I always tell you guys if there's anything that you hear throughout my podcast that triggers you you don't like you don't like the way it sounded I'm asking you um to step away and for a minute and go back and listen to it again. Because I promise you, there's nothing here that's bad. There's nothing here that's negative. There is um, nothing here that is meant to trigger anybody. My goal is to shed light to certain situations. Right? It's to shed light to certain si- situations. Yes, I have opinions. Right? I have opinions. But I am growing every day. And the grown-up part of me understands that I'm not always right. And the grown-up part of me understands that I might not see every angle. And these are my perspectives. This is my perspective. This is how I see things, right? We don't all see things the same, nor do we have to, right? We don't all experience things the same Nor do we have to, but we need to try to understand that we are all having individual experiences and we are all um, experiencing things, although the same things, but we're experiencing them differently. And that's what I always have to keep in mind. As I went back through and was listening to my podcast, as I, um, as I, was editing editing it and i was listening to the part about polygamy and i was listening to all the benefits now i still don't think it's for me right i don't think it's for me but if that's the only option if that would be the only option in the whole wide world i don't see where it's bad i don't i don't see where it's bad like if everybody involved was mature enough to handle the situation Understood the assignment. I I don't see anything in it. That is bad. At all. And that's my word. That's my word. Now, in terms of the love section, I stand on that part right there 100%. We don't... I don't know why the thing that we want so bad, right? We want it. But we don't have the ability to give it. I had come in contact with so many full-grown adult people who have difficulty saying those three-letter words. Right? If you love anything, you love all things. Right? I have so many people, I say, I say, I love you. And I do that because it's a me thing. Right? I don't know if I'm ever going to see you again. I don't know um, even if I do see you again, if you're going to be the same person you are right now. So I always tell people, I love you. And you would not believe how many times I don't hear it back. And please, don't get me wrong. If you don't love me, you don't have to. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you don't have to. But if you don't love, if you can't love other people, and if the love that you have only... um. It only extends to your immediate family. Your love doesn't extend out farther than that. Then you have nothing. And you wonder why you're operating too at a very, very low frequency. And a lot of people wonder why they um, have money issues and things of that nature. Because you're operating at a low frequency. Love makes things happen, right? Give love true love unconditional love don't stop loving people because they do something that you don't like or oh my god i can't believe they're doing that or, oh my god i can't believe they are doing this love people in spite of their human frailties just love love don't put any stipulations on it like i've talked about love i think on every damn episode love just love love And watch this whole thing change. Want for other people what you want for yourself. Celebrate other people instead of being jealous and putting them down or talking about them or looking for reasons to tear apart the things that they do or looking for something that they're doing that's not perfect in your eyes. Meditate, please. Meditate on that for me moving on. And in terms of the, the section of this podcast where we discussed, um, what some men feel about women, right? Um, which was disturbing and there's just no way that you could justify that kind of conversation there's no way you can justify that type of rage coming from anybody and if you can justify that then I I you know I'm I'm begging you to like get some help right I'm begging you get some help but I will say this as a woman right because my experiences are that of a woman I get it. Like we need to do, there are some of us that need to do some work. Hell, we all need to do some work as women. No man wants to sit across from a a woman dressed as a woman, but acting as a man, right? Like um, the king in a man should call forth the queen in a woman. That doesn't mean that she needs to grovel at your feet, right? That doesn't mean that her power has to be diminished because you are a man. But there are definitely things that we need to do. We don't know how to be women. We don't know how to carry ourselves, um, conduct ourselves as women, right? We don't know how to use our feminine wiles to get the things that we want to get accomplished, right? Some of us don't. And as for men, I want you to do some deep, 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 introspection right i want you to ask yourself because i hear this word come up a lot i hear this word all the time women don't know how to submit 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 submit. okay is that the word that you really want to use is submit the word that you really want to use do you really need somebody to submit to you because by definition the word submit means accept Or yield to a superior force or the authority or will of another person. Mm. Subject to a particular process, treatment, or condition. Right there. Right there. Right there. So I guess the question becomes why, like, Lorne Hill so eloquently said, why for you to increase, I must decrease. If I treat you kindly, it doesn't mean that I'm weak. You hear my voice and think I won't take it to the streets. No, I'm just kidding. It has been my experience that men that are loud and um, boisterous and oh, they wanna get aggressive with women sorry they they ain't gonna give that they ain't gonna keep that same energy when it comes to a man right it, they're not gonna keep that same energy when it comes to another man and they could potentially get their ass whooped but they're gonna be hella tough to a woman see real strength is not loud real strength is silent i know men that are so quiet right? But you know that if he ever has to step outside of that and handle some business, it's going to be handled, right? It's going to be handled. So I want you to do the introspection and I want you to really, really search your heart and find out like what's broken in me that I need somebody to be beneath me. And ladies, I need you to do some introspection and ask yourself, what's broken in me? That I want to be the man. I want to be the woman. I want to be the, cha- I want to be e-. what's broken. Find out what's broken in you. It, it, it's not fair. It's not fair. Who, whoever said the woman is supposed to be gravel. The woman is. I- now recently I bought, um, I purchased the apocrypha. And the Apocrypha are like lost uh, stories in the Bible or lost books of the Bible, right? And I was reading it and I came across this part that said that women are as low as dogs. Now, (laughs) now, and I never picked it back up after that part. And I never picked it back up for this reason. These are lost books, these are alleged lost books. If you know the truth of the matriarch, then you know that that this stuff has been written in, right? So I get it. I get it. This has been written into all the spiritual books. All of the spiritual books that the man is the head and the woman is, the, you know, nothing. And she's a dog and she's a this and she's a that. I get it. I get it. Okay, I get it. These are spiritual books that you read. You bear witness to the information that is in these books. And you bear witness that this information is the truth. But I'm telling you that it's not. You need to dig a little deeper. Start reading about the matriarch. Start reading about the matriarchy. Right? Start reading about that. Now, that is the greatest story that is ever told. And everything after that has just been a (laughs) cover-up. That you read and you bear witness to what you're reading. That's telling you that women are beneath you. But what if women aren't beneath you? Well, I know what if women are not beneath you. Women are not beneath you. So that's why there's so much resistance because it's not it goes against the law of nature so and i know this episode is way longer than anything that i have ever done but you know it just kept growing and growing and growing and like i said i've been working on this since january um so i hope you enjoyed the episode as i've said before if there was anything that triggered you, you didn't understand, please go back and listen to it again. Please go back to it, back to it, and listen again. I think one thing that we all do is we don't listen to everything. We just take a piece of it and we react from that piece. And I get it. I mean, we live in a time of uh, attention deficit disorder, right? We don't. We want it. We don't want to read anything we don't want to watch anything in totality we just want to take a snippet and we want to run with that but i implore you to um even if you have to break this up over a few days um, listen i think it's a good episode i think it's an excellent episode so i'm gonna leave it there i thank you guys for listening again you know i love you i truly do i seen a i seen a post today that said in a world where people hate for no reason, I'm going to love. So instead of hating on people for no reason, I'm going to love on y'all for no reason. So enjoy your day. Grow in peace. Love.